0: And uh, and here we are now, over 40 years uh, from that. The Lord's long-suffering, ain't He? And uh, He's not willing that any would perish, but that, that all would come to repentance. Uh, amen. And uh, He's waiting on you, sinner, but I don't know how much longer He's going to wait. Uh, you better get in while you can get in. All right, let's take our Bibles uh, this morning, and let's open them to Acts. Hi, Ben. Let's open them to Acts chapter 12. Acts chapter 12, verses 1 through verse 18 this morning. And Acts chapter 12. Acts chapter 12, verse 1 through verse 18. I know that's a lot of verses to read, but you know my habit here in the last few years is I don't mind reading the whole chapter because I figure most people don't read much at home anyway. So I'll get your Bible reading caught up for you. The Bible said now, About that time, Herod the king stretched forth his hands to vex certain of the church. And he killed James, the brother of John, with a sword. And because he saw it please the Jews, he proceeded further to take Peter also. And then were the days of unleavened bread. And when he had apprehended him, he put him in prison delivered him to the four quadrants of soldiers to keep him intending after Easter to bring him forth to the people. Peter therefore was kept in prison, but prayer was made without ceasing of the church unto God for him. And when Herod would have brought him forth the same night, Peter was sleeping between two soldiers bound with two chains, and the keepers before the door kept the prison. And behold, the angel of the Lord came upon him, and a light shined in the prison, and he smote Peter on the side, and raised him up, saying, Arise up quickly, and his chains fell off from his hands. The angel said unto him, Gird thyself, and bind on thy sandals, and so he did. And he saith unto him, Cast thy garment about thee, and follow me. And he went out and followed him, and wished not that it was true which was done by the angel, but he thought it was a vision. And when they were past the first and second ward, they came unto the iron gate that leadeth unto the city, which opened unto them of his own accord. And they went out and passed on through one street, and forthwith the angel departed from him. And when Peter was coming to himself, he said, Now... I know of a surety that the Lord has sent his angel, hath delivered me out of the hand of Herod and from all the expectation of the people of the Jews. And when he had considered the thing, he came to the house of Mary, the mother of John, whose surname was Mark, where many were gathered together praying. And as Peter knocked at the door of the gate, a damsel came to named Rhoda. And when she knew Peter's voice, she opened not the gate for gladness, but ran in and told how Peter stood before the gate. And they said unto her, Thou art mad. But she constantly affirmed that it was even so, and then said they, It's his angel. But Peter continued knocking, and when they had opened the door and saw him, they were astonished. But he beckoned unto them with the hand to hold their peace, declared unto them the Lord had brought him out of the prison, and he said, Go show these things unto James and to the brethren, and they parted and went unto another place. Now as soon as it was day, there was no small stir among the soldiers. thank so I can be seated. Father, we thank you today for the blessings of the Lord, too numerous, Lord, to even count them all, Lord, this morning. God has just showered us down with his blessings Thank you for the good singing, the good songs, the good piano playing. And now, Lord, we come and we need some preaching. And Lord, I come and bring what few crumbs I have, put them in your hands, and pray you'd bless them, it'd be enough, and be what's needed, Lord, to feed these that have gathered around this sacred desk this morning. Lord, I wish people would get urgent about getting saved, uh, Lord, and I, I wish that they wouldn't. Be so haphazard with that, that is the most important thing that they have in this world, their soul. God, I pray that you would help us today, preach from our head, but also from our heart, Lord, today. Bring the Word of God to our remembrance, and the Lord will give you the praise for all that's said and done. There's lost people that need to be saved, but they saved people that need to get right with the Lord this morning. And the Father, we asked it all in Jesus' name, for His sake, Amen and Amen. I want to I want to preach to you a few minutes out of these nineteen verses, uh, eighteen verses this morning, and I want to preach on how Peter got out of prison. And uh, I want to use Peter like a sinner, but he's a saint. But I know a lot of saints that act like sinners. But the Bible says that. This thing here, Peter was in prison, and I want to show you what happened and how he got out of prison. Ever ever sinner today is in prison. Right. Right. Amen. And many people that have been saved have got their self back in there. Not the same one, but one of a different making. And I'm glad God put this in his word because it shows us how we can get out. Amen. The Bible said here that Herod the king. Now this is Herod Agrippa. That's the grandson of Herod the Great. And one thing we know about him is he liked the Jews. He liked to please them. And the Jews hated Jesus and the Jews hated the Christians. And that's the reason the Bible said there, when he saw it please the Jews, he proceeded farther. He arrested James, cut James' head off, and then he's seen that please the Jews. They're always glad when you can get rid of anything that has to do with Jesus Christ. It's kind of like this world. This world's always glad when you can get rid of anything that's got anything to do with God. Amen. And uh, so this, uh, he does this because he wants to please Jews. There's a lot of things go on in this world, especially in the political realm that people do because they're trying to please other people. Uh, and so we see here that he killed James. Now, this is James, the brother of John. You remember James and John? And they're in that inner circle. Uh, they're the ones that everywhere Jesus went, they went. Peter, James, and John. Uh, they was always everywhere he went. If he was on the Mount of Transfiguration, they was up there. If he was in the garden, they was near close. They were that inner circle. Well, you know the devil always wants to get them that are at the top. Now don't get me wrong, he wants to get everybody. But he really likes to get them that are at the top. And so he kills James and James will be the first one to die. He kills James and James will be the first one to die. And John will be the last one to die. He had to tarry a little while. And he had to write the book of the Revelation. And so the Bible said it was the days of unleavened bread. That'd make it about March or April, about the time that we're in right now. And the Bible said they arrested Peter. Now, I want us to look at three things this morning. God will help us today. I want us to look at how that Peter is retained here in prison. Verse 5 said, Peter was therefore kept in prison. Three things kept him there. The door, the guards, The chains, three things is what kept Peter there in prison. Three things is what holds the the lost today. The world, the flesh, and the devil. Uh, That's what holds the lost today in prison. The Bible said here, it always amazes me every time they arrest somebody that knows Jesus, or even when they arrested Jesus. And they came down with staffs and swords. And the Bible said over 600 people came down to arrest one man. Scared to death of him, wouldn't they? Here is a a disciple of Jesus. They arrested. His name's Peter. And they sent four quadrants of soldiers. Sixteen soldiers to guard one man. Uh, There's four quadrants. And the Bible said there's uh, four quadrants here. And sixteen soldiers to guard one man. Did you know the world's as scared of you as you are of them? Amen. Uh, they the world's scared of God. Uh, amen. The world don't want to face God. They don't want to come head on with God. Amen. That's why they stay away from places where that God's people gather and where that God's people meet. So the Bible said they arrested Peter. And uh, the Bible said that they put him in jail. Now notice, as soon as they put him in jail, as soon as they put him in jail, uh, they started praying. Back in them days, the answer to every problem was prayer. The answer to every problem was Jesus, and it still is today, amen? We don't think like it is, but it still is today. And so the Bible said they begin to pray. Can I tell you, they no sooner begin to pray than God begin to work. And that's the way it works, amen? When God's people begin to pray, God begins to work. Uh, uh, When they're praying in the will of God, and they're praying for something that God's for anyway, uh, uh, when God's people pray, God begin to work. Uh, You say, well, Brother Rick, I see there in verse 5 where they put him in prison, and I see there where Uh, The Bible said they began to pray without ceasing uh, of the church unto God for Him. Uh, I want to say, first of all, they began to pray the right way. They prayed without ceasing. Uh, uh, They kept on praying until they knew they got what they needed and wanted. Amen. Uh, I want to say they prayed the right way. The Bible said all the church come together uh, uh, and was praying. Uh, And I want to say this, they prayed to the right person. The Bible said they prayed unto God. Uh, uh, amen. There's a lot of prayers go up every day in this whole world, uh, uh, but they're the wrong prayer, and they're praying to the wrong person. Uh, and God don't hear one of them unless they come to Him in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, uh, that's what the Bible said anyway. And so they took Him, uh, and they put Him in prison, and the church began to pray. Uh, and as soon as the church began to pray, God began to work. Amen. Uh, uh, the Bible says here, It says that when Herod would have brought them forth the same night, Peter was asleep in between two soldiers bound with two chains, and the keepers before the door kept the prison. And behold, the angel of the Lord came upon him. Wonder who sent him. Uh, Amen. Well, they're praying. Uh, They're praying, God, do something. We can't do anything. God, you do something. Uh, I'm glad that when we can't do anything, God can still do everything. Amen. Uh, And the Bible said they prayed, uh, and God sent the angel of the Lord. Uh, And we find Peter here. uh, Uh, We find him like we find most sinners. Uh, Oh, they're not in a prison uh, uh, with bars in front of them. Uh, uh, They're not in a prison with a lock and a chain. Uh, uh, But they're in a prison of their own making. Amen. Uh, And the Bible said that Peter was there uh, and he was bound in prison. Uh, The Bible said in verse 6, he was bound with two chains uh, and keepers before the door. Uh, Not only only 16... uh, Uh, soldiers there guarding him uh, but the Bible said uh, I I believe it's meaning there's two in there with him probably chained to him uh, uh, there's two outside the door uh, uh, watching the door and all the others are waiting uh, uh, probably to take their turn in guarding him uh, uh, as the hours and the days go by amen Uh, and so we find him here in bondage amen Uh, He can't move very far. He don't have much freedom. He can't do what he wants to do. Uh, He can't get out right now. Uh, That's like every lost sinner. Amen. Uh, uh, Did you know these sinners that want to get out, Uh, uh, but they don't know how to get out? Uh, uh, Why they'll even say to themselves, "I'm not going to drink anymore. I'm not going to dope anymore." Uh, I, I'm not going to curse anymore. I'm not going to have adulterous relationships anymore. I, I, and they mean it in their heart. I, I, but the problem is they've got to have some help to be able to do it. I, I, and they can't do it on their own. Amen. I, I want you to know that he was in bondage there. I, and he was in darkness. You say, hey, you know, the Bible said in verse 6, it was night. I, and I don't think if it wasn't dark, they wouldn't have needed to bring a light with them. Amen. And so he's in darkness. Can I tell you that every lost sinner is in darkness. Amen. They're not lying. That's why the Bible pictures them as a blind man, a blind person. Uh, That's why when you try to tell them about heaven and hell uh, and about getting saved and about Jesus dying on the cross uh, and they'll look at you and they'll say, I just can't see it. Uh, uh, Well, they're telling the truth. Amen. Uh, uh, Because they're blinded by the God of this world. Uh, who does not want them to believe uh, uh, that the glorious gospel of Christ might shine into their heart. Uh, And so we see him there and he's in darkness. Uh, And then the Bible said there, Uh, He was sleeping. Amen. Now I want you to know that if they would arrested me and Caleb uh, and they cut Caleb's head off and took me on down to the jail, I I don't think I'd do too much sleeping. Amen. But the Bible said uh, uh, that Peter went in and he was sleeping. Not only was he sleeping, uh, he was sleeping good and sound and Deep, amen. I, I, I mean, they couldn't even wake him up. I, I guard on this side, guard on that side. Bars out of here. I, I looked like they are going to cut his head off in the morning. I, and the Bible said that he was asleep, amen. I, I pondered that a long time for many years. I, how could that man be asleep like that? I, I, being arrested, knowing what was going on. I, and one day it dawned on me. I, Jesus had already told him in John 21 and verse 18, uh, uh, Jesus had already told him how he was going to die. And he already told him, said, when thou shall be old. Peter's playing there in jail. He's not old. He's not an old man. uh, And he's thinking, well, uh, they may beat me, but I ain't going to die. Because Jesus said, I was going to be old when I die. And Jesus didn't say, I was going to cut my head off Uh, he said that there's going to do something to me, kind of like they did him. And so he wasn't afraid. Amen. Can I tell you? You don't have to be afraid of what the world says they're going to do. If you got a promise that God, what He said He is going to do. Amen. And the Bible said He was asleep and well. That's the problem today with sinners and saints alike. Uh, uh, The devil is cast uh, a spirit of slumber uh, uh, over both. Amen. Uh, A lot of the church is asleep. uh, That's why Paul said, Awake thou that sleepeth, and Christ shall give thee light. Amen. Uh, uh, That's why there's so much deadness in the church. Uh, uh, That's why there's so much unconcern in the church, so much apathy in the church. Uh, uh, It's because they're asleep. Amen. Uh, if you ever do go to sleep, uh, why well, you don't worry about nothing, do you? Amen. Uh, you, you may you may be behind on your bills, and you may have trouble getting to sleep, but if you ever go to sleep, uh, uh, you ain't worried about them bills. Amen. I I want you to know that's the way a sinner is. Uh, uh, The devil keeps them asleep so they ain't worried about hell. Uh, uh, They ain't worried about judgment. They ain't worried about dying. Amen. Uh, I'm telling you, that's the problem. Uh, uh, That's always been a problem down through time with God's people. Uh, The Bible said, Jonah was fast asleep, the Bible said. Uh, uh, The Bible said, Samson was asleep uh, on Delilah's lap. Uh, uh, Jesus said, Why a man slept? Uh, an enemy had done this. Uh, it's always been a problem. It's more of a problem than it ever has been. Uh, uh, you say, why is that? Because uh, uh, the night is far spent. Amen. I, I worked third shift for a long time. Uh, uh, when I started working that as a young man, they called, They told me they called it the graveyard shift. Uh, I said, why is that? I found out. Amen. I, I, I want you to know man ain't made to sleep at night. Uh, amen. Uh, uh, man ain't made to work at night. They're made to sleep at night. Amen. Uh, and I'll tell you, uh, I don't care what you do. I'd work there at that factory. I, I'd try to sleep in the daytime. Uh, and you may have got eight hours of sleep in the daytime, but it wouldn't be equal to four hours of sleep in the nighttime. Uh, I tried everything. I I blackened out the windows. I I cut little stars in them. I tried everything. I don't care what you do. You can't make it night when it's daytime. Amen. And the Bible said it was night and he was fast asleep. Amen. Well, I'm glad that there's a God in heaven that cares enough about us to send somebody to wake us up. Amen. I'm glad uh, you'll say what wakes people up uh, God sent God anointed Lord preaching amen uh, uh, somebody said why do you preach so loud uh, why do you sleep so deep amen uh, uh, people say why do you preach so loud uh, I want you to hear me amen uh, I want you to hear uh, I got to get you woke up amen uh, it don't do any good me preach up here for an hour and you sound asleep uh, I got to get you woke up amen and I, you may not like my preaching, but by God's grace, I'm going to make it loud enough you ain't going to sleep on me. And I used to have some folks work the same place I did. I never could do this. They'd work all night and come to church next morning. Now, I did that when I, was, uh, when I had to work Saturday nights. They let me off at three, and I'd come on Sunday school and preach, and and I have to go back in that night at, uh, when I got through preaching I, and uh, sometimes i get to sleep at night that my wife told the song leader, said if he ever goes to sleep up there while you're leading the last song, wake him up. Amen. I, uh, but I never did uh, look down on people. I figured if they were able to work all night and still had enough of God in them to want to come to church uh, uh, and listen to me on Sunday morning, sleep on. Amen. I'm just glad they got to come. Amen. Amen. But I want you to know here that the Bible said that Peter, he was fast asleep, the Bible said. And there he is, he's waiting, he's waiting in prison. You say, what's he waiting on? For them to do to him what they did to James in verse 2. They cut his head off, amen? He's waiting to die somehow or another. He thinks if they'd done that to James... They might do that to me. Amen. I, you know whatever sinner's doing this morning, they're in bondage, they're in darkness, they're asleep, I, and they're waiting. They're waiting. Waiting. Say, so what are they waiting for? They think something's going to happen. What are they waiting for? They they think they're going to be special and they're going to have an Apostle Paul conversion. Amen. They're waiting. They're waiting for the right song. They're waiting for the right sermon. They're waiting for the right preacher. They're waiting for the right time when somebody else isn't there that they don't want to walk down in front of. Uh, uh, they're waiting to when they get all their bills paid. They're waiting to when they feel good. They're waiting, 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 waiting. Waiting on something that ain't going to happen. Peter's retained in prison. But while he's retained, God is preparing for Peter's release from prison. It's all right there. I love this chapter. The Bible said that the the people prayed. I wonder who moved them to pray. I wonder who moves you to pray. You see, we don't do this stuff naturally upon our own. The flesh wants to watch TV. The Spirit wants to pray. Amen. The Spirit wants to read the Bible. The flesh wants to read something else. The Spirit wants to go to church. The flesh wants to stay home. Here was God's people, Brother Caleb, and God Himself moved. Isn't that something that God is good enough to move us to pray in a certain way so He can answer the prayer? Amen. Amen. There's prayer. Prayer was made without ceasing. Amen. They're doing what Paul said to do and he ain't even wrote it yet. He ain't even wrote it yet. He just got saved back in chapter 9. And he's going to write to the church at Thessalonica and say, Rejoice evermore. Pray without ceasing and everything. Give thanks unto God. Amen. Did you know people in the Old Testament, they did some stuff that ain't even been wrote in the New Testament yet. You say, why? Well, same spirit. Operating in a different way, but the same spirit, amen. Job didn't have no independent Baptist church. And maybe why done so well? Job didn't have no completed canon of the Word of God. Job didn't have no preacher to tell him uh, every Sunday, he didn't have no Sunday school. He didn't have none of that. And here you and I am with a King James Bible completed revelation of God. Uh, independent Baptist church to go to. I uh, uh, sealed up and saved by the Holy Ghost of God. Amen. Don't you think we ought to be able to make it through? It's prayer made and then God sent an angel. Strange there, the Bible said, the angel of the Lord. You find that all through the Old Testament. Find that in the New Testament. The angel of the Lord. Amen. I'm glad glad that God has an angel of the Lord. I think it's the Lord Jesus. About every time you find it, I think you can connect it with the Lord Jesus. I'm sure glad one day that God sent Him my way. And I'm positive, I'm positive, even though I didn't know it as a 10 year old, 11 year old boy, I'm glad, I, even though I didn't know it, I'm glad there was somebody praying for me. Amen. I'm sure my mom prayed. I'm sure she was a praying. And there was an old lady down at the church there. And uh, she was a Bible school, Sunday school teacher, Miss Hattie King. And I believe Miss Hattie King, I believe she prayed for all of us kids. Right. What was that other lady once there at Temple Hill Baptist? Miss uh, Greer? Was that her name, Miss Greer? Boy, you're talking about somebody that she prayed for the young people. And she'd sit along right over about where Brother Bill, Miss Mary is. And she, she knew every young person in that church. When that preacher gave an invitation, back then they didn't do it like they did now. They didn't grab their Bibles and say, where are we going today? Cracker Barrel? McDonald's? Where are we going today? They doesn't differ back then. You say, why? Well, by the time church started, everybody in our little old church knew who was there that day lost. And everybody was concerned about the lost and there's a praying for the lost. You have people nowadays come spend a whole hour and don't even think one time about a lost soul being in church. I, I, I tell you, when invitation was given, you could hear people whispering prayers all over the building. And Miss Greer, boy, she'd sit there and she'd turn around. And she'd look across at all those young people. we like y'all. We sit in the back. she'd look around. She'd look around. We'd look around. You didn't want her to get you in her scope. Because if she did, you're going to get saved pretty soon. Seemed like it worked that way, Lance. I think if she was just praying and it was God's will is what He wanted to. And she was just a, just a praying. Amen? But I'm glad that God moves people to pray for the lost. Amen. We need to pray more for the lost. The angel came. And when the angel came, the Bible said it brought a light. Oh, I'm glad for the day God turned the light on. I always think about it this way. My, uh, stay with my grandmother out at No Bob on the farm and they they had a, had a cellar and had a share down there and that's where you'd go to... Uh, take a bath, and you'd walk down to the end of them little wooden steps. You get down to the end, and you reach out, and there's a string out there somewhere. And when you got a hold of it, you pull it on, and the light come on. You can see everything. Then I, I'm glad one day God pulled the string. The light come on, I, and I got to see some things I never had been able to see before. Amen. I, I'm glad that God turned the light on. God woke him up. God woke him up. Did you know that the same angel of the Lord in verse 7 that woke up Peter? Did you know that same angel of the Lord in verse 23 of this same chapter? The same one that smote Peter and woke him up? That same angel of the Lord smote Herod and put him to sleep. You see, God will wake you up, but if you don't wake up, God will put you to sleep. He's merciful. He's kind. He sends light. He sends prayers. He sends angels. He sends people. But there comes a time when God expects you to wake up. And that same angel that could wake you up can put you to sleep. Don't never forget that. And you know, Peter was pretty hard asleep. The Bible said the angel of the Lord came upon him and a light shined in the prison. That light didn't do it. Sometimes people sleep right through the light. Some people keep their eyes closed while the light's shining. You say, why? Well, it's irritating to have a light shined in your face, especially if you just woke up, amen. So when you preach to people that are asleep and you try to wake them up and yell and holler and try to wake them up with a a, a light shined into their face, they sometimes get irritated. Makes them mad, amen? Well, the Bible said that old Peter is so asleep that he smote him on the side. Now if that light didn't, wake him up, he just rolled over and hit the snooze. That's what a lot of people do. They just God convicts them, God deals with them. God wakes them up and they just roll over on the other side and just hit the snooze a little longer. But the Bible said that angel smote him. It didn't say, he said, Wake up, Peter. You see, there's a guard on each side of him too outside the door. Seems like that angel ain't worried about that. Amen. Amen. Did you know that God can put people to sleep around you? Yeah. Amen. Did you know God can withhold their eyes? Yeah. Right. Did you know that God can make them just go deaf for a little while if He wants to? Right. 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 And the Bible said that angel of the Lord, that it, it smote him, it smote him, the Bible said, on the side. He said, Wake up! Yeah. Amen. Hit him on the side. You say, Where's that at? That's close to your heart. God needs to hit some of y'all in the heart. Amen. Amen. Yeah. And get you woke up this morning. Yeah. And when he got him woke up, you say, What to do? He done whatever sinner needs when he gets woke up. He gave him some instructions. Right. Yeah. Look in verse 7. He said, And behold, the angel of the Lord came upon him, and a light shined in the prison, and he smote Peter on the side and raised him up, saying, Arise up quickly! You yes, see, this thing of salvation ain't nothing to play around with. That's right. That's right. That's right. This thing of getting out of prison ain't nothing to, uh, to diddle around with. Right. You need to get out quick as you can get out. Amen. You see, they had Peter in the inner prison. He's as far back in there as he can get. He's back in the inner prison. They want to keep him there too. He wants to keep you in your prison. And he said, Arise. He said unto him, Arise up quickly. And his chains fell off. You say, how that happened. God's got a key that'll fit them all. You say, what is it? It's Jesus. Amen. He wakes up and His chains fall off. Amen. You say, when does chains fall off? Well, the Bible said that His chains fell off. When He rose up quickly, His chains fell off. He began to make a move. God began to make things easier. Brother Ronald Harrison sat back there. Great man in this church, great friend to me. But he wasn't always here. Used to would have a Wednesday night prayer meeting. There wouldn't be but just a few women and me most of the time. And I prayed, God, give me some men. You see, well, why'd you do that? You ever heard of a church full of women? I prayed, God, give me some men. One day, many, 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 many years after, Jack Laster was sitting right there and I was sitting right beside him. We were singing the last special. Church was packed to the gills. And Brother Jack leaned over and he said, Brother Rick, I've never seen a church with so many men in it. God brought that back i tell you, I got blessed. Amen. i I'm tell you, God answers prayers that we don't forgot about. Amen. Uh, he has to remind us of the prayer we even prayed. Uh, if we don't, we'll miss the fact He answered it. Amen. Uh, the Bible said the angel, he woke him up. He smote him. He made a move. Chains fell off. I'd like to see some people get the chains off today. You'll never get them off sitting there in that seat. You'll never get them off standing there through five hymn songs of invitation, five stanzas of invitation. You'll never get them off. God's saying go down there and you're standing back there. If you'd make a move, God would make one. Amen. Amen. If you'd get loose what you can get loose, God to get you loose the rest of the way. Amen? And so Peter's there. And man, he, God's got him set up and God's put everything into action so that he can get out of prison. There are not no sinner. that can't get out of prison. God has already put everything there you need to get out, but you got to do what He says. You've got to do what he says. And so we see Peter retained in that inner prison. We see that Peter is being prepared to be released from prison. But then we see Peter released out of prison. Look at there in your Bible, verse 9. The Bible said, And he went out. He went out. Man, it must have felt good get them chains off. Must have felt good to be able to do something besides so just walk in a little old sail and walk around a little old bitty, uh, little old bitty closed in sail. You can't go but so far. you got to turn around. You can't go so far. It must have felt good when God got the chains off. I, it must have felt good when God uh, uh, God got him out of there. Amen. I, I know it felt good when God got me out. Ben and Calvin's dad. when he was about that big, they lived over on Riverside Drive. and his father brought him a Dalmatian dog. I don't know if you got one or not, but they're the dumbest dogs I've ever seen in my life. They should call him Nation dog. Of course he kept the thing he kept the thing on a chain about as from here to David. Uh, all time from a time is a pup till it got to be a grown dog. Uh, and Lord knows I've stood there in that backyard on a Sunday afternoon after eating dinner. Uh, that his mom had fixed for us and I watched him go down there and I watched him unclip that old dog uh, and that old dog would run through the neighborhood and he'd run that way and he'd run this way. He'd jump on top of the doghouse and turn flips uh, and I stood there and said, that's the dumbest dog i ever seen in my life. Uh, You ought to shoot him. But one night I said, Years later, I was preaching a meeting over at Pink Ridge Baptist Church, revival meeting. And I preached that night, and there was an old lady there that got up and testified. She was really happy in the Lord. And she got to talking about uh, when the Lord set her free. And God rolled back the. Files and the memories of my mind, and God brought me back to where I stood and watched that old dog. Uh, and God said, "That's why that old dog's so happy." Amen. Uh, uh, because he had run, and that chain of jerk him back. He could only go so far. And that chain of jerk him back. Uh, uh, but one day it didn't jerk back. Uh, oh, I'm glad! Thank God for the day uh, uh, that the chain didn't jerk back. Amen. Uh, I'm glad! Thank God for the day that Jesus has uh, uh, set me free. Hallelujah. Bible said he got out. He said, what happened when he got out? Give him some new clothes. Look in verse 8. He said, put your sandals on. Cast you, uh, thy garment about thee and follow me. Got some new clothes. I don't know about down here, but I know over here, right over on the corner, I know if you check into the Steel Bar Hotel, I know they'll give you their own uniform. And everybody will be able to see you 10 miles down the road because it'll be orange. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Amen. But when you get out, when you get out, they give you some regular clothes. Amen. I'm glad one day. I come back to the Lord as a twenty-six-year-old man, uh, uh, ragged uh, uh, rags of uh, rags of the world, uh, uh, spotted up by the world. Uh, uh, but I'm glad the Father said, "Hey, I uh, uh, put a new coat, put a new robe on him, put the best robe on him. I uh, uh, put shoes on his feet, amen. A ring in his hand. I uh, uh, thank God. I'm glad uh, uh, that the Lord dresses us up. he uh, uh, gives us a robe of righteousness, amen. Uh, uh, the garments of salvation, the garments of joy. Oh God, amen. When you get out, God uh, puts some new clothes on you. Dress Him up. Amen. Amen. And you know, there was a little while there. Look at it. The Bible said, when they were past the first and the second ward, they came to the iron gate that leadeth unto the city, which opened to them. Of his own accord see God is so far ahead of man you go into Walmart or you go into houses and you walk up and there's an eye there and the door opens. I remember when they didn't have them i didn't didn't been that that long ago they didn't have them amen wonder where they got the idea from the Bible said Peter walked there. And there ain't no eye down here. There's one up there. But the Bible said when he got there, the gate just swung open. Amen. Uh, And he just walked right out of there. Amen. I'm glad when God lets you out, He'll open the doors. You just go the way He tells you to go and He'll open the doors. And the Bible said in verse 9, He went out and he wished not that it was true, which was done by the angel, but he thought he had saw a vision. you say, what does that mean? Uh, he's out. He's not in prison no more. He's out, uh, but it seems too good to be true. Amen. Amen. Right. It seemed like a dream. Right. It seemed like it, it's not real. Uh, he pacing himself to see if it's real. He thinks he's dreaming. Amen. Uh, I'm glad when you first get saved, it's a good... It don't even seem real, amen? And you you see yourself in church sitting there. you been one way, and now you're sitting there with a song book right now to tie check and can't wait to hear preaching. And you look around and say, is this me? <laughs> is this real? Is this really me? <laughs> it seems like a dream that you ain't bound by drugs no more. You ain't bound by alcohol no more. Your family ain't falling apart no more. Your kids ain't afraid to when you come home no more. Amen. Uh, You don't have a bunch of fines to pay down at the courthouse. It seems like it's just too real to be true, but it is. Because in verse 11, when Peter was come to himself, what did he say? Now I know. What's it's a good day when you know. When you know that you know that you know. You say, Brother Rick, can you know? I think you better know. I think you better know. John said you could know. He said these things were written that you may know. that you have eternal life. He didn't say these things you feel. He didn't say these things you see. He didn't say these things you hear. He said, these things that are written, I'm all for feeling. I like feeling. I want more feeling. I'm all for feeling. But there's too many days I wake up that I don't even feel saved. But this book still says am. Amen. I know because it's wrote here. I know. It's dead sure about it. So he's out of prison. Got his clothes on. He knows. And now he's directed. You say, where'd he go, church? You say, don't say church. It says Mary's house. It's a church house. They have buildings. You say, while there was at Mary's house, well, that's John Mark's mother and she must have been pretty wealthy because she had a house big enough for all of them to get in. They went down there and the Bible said he was directed to her house. I believe, I don't believe in this old junk. Go to the church of your choice. A lot of them, your choice is not God's choice. You say, well, we're going here because it's close to the house. You don't go to church just because it's close to the house. Not unless God says go there. You say, how do you find out which church to go to the same way you got saved? You get down there and say, God, I'm saved. I need a church now. Where do I need to go? It's like Greg and Cheryl. You've heard her testimony so many times. I'd asked Greg years ago who was working together on the 512 Press. And I said something to Greg and of course, it's been 40 years ago, close to 35 anyway. I talked to him about church. and I remember what he said. you remember? We were standing there in another color booth. Up there at the front, pressman's booth, I guess you'd call it. And I remember what he said. He said, well, he said, I don't go to church much anymore. been saved, but I don't go to church. But he said, I'll tell you one thing. He said, if I do go to church, he said, I want to go somewhere where they preach. He said, if you want this talking stuff, that's alright if that's what you want. And that's where God leads you. But he said, I want to go somewhere where they preach. Amen. Years later, they started church one Sunday morning and they said, why don't we go to Ricky Prophet's church? Well, it ain't my church, it's God's church, but I know what they meant. Go over there where he screams and yells and hollers. They didn't know what I did then. But they must have found some preaching here. They're still here. They're still here. Amen. You see, you pray. You ask God where He wants you to go to church. And that's where God will give you the greatest blessing at. He can bless you over there, but He can't bless you fully till you get where God wants you to be. So He's directed. Goes to Mary's house. And then just like somebody just got saved, he's denied. He goes there and knocks on the door. They're in there praying for him to get out. And the Bible said Peter knocked at the door of the gate. Verse 13, a damsel came out and named Rhoda. And when she knew Peter's voice, she opened not the gate for gladness, but ran in and told how Peter had stood before the gate, and they said unto her, Thou art mad. That's usually whatever sinner runs into when he gets saved. He goes back and they'll say, I will believe it when I see it. I'll give him a week. I'll give him a month. He didn't get saved because he didn't get saved like I got saved. He didn't get saved where I got saved. He didn't do like I did. They're denied, they're denied, they're denied. But Peter doesn't I know. When you know, it don't matter what they say. When you know, it don't matter what happened to them. You know what happened to you. Peter said, I know. He was denied. But then he was declared. Amen. Amen. The Bible said that when when they came, they were astonished. They couldn't believe it, amen. You don't see much radical conversions no more. At least I don't. You don't see many that, I mean, they were just way out there. Just, just everybody knew them as the as a sinner as a, as a in town with a testimony they lived up to. Boy, I like to see them kind get saved. I like to see anybody get saved. It's just as important no matter who you are, where you've been, where you come from to get saved. But I like to see it when that kind gets saved because they become the talk of the town. The talk of the factory, the talk of the place. Because they know God had to do it. And the Bible said there was no small stir. That's how Peter got out of prison. That's how you can get out. That's how I got out. Details, details may vary a little bit. Circumstances may vary a little bit. But I believe you'll find all them ingredients in there. When you come to know the Lord. Amen. I'm sure glad I'm out of prison. I'm glad I can sing. Thank God I'm free. I'm glad I can say He set me free. He set me free. I'm glad who the Son made free, they're free indeed. Amen. I'm glad, I'm glad I'm not bound by these anymore. I'm glad. Listen, I know the Bible said to be not many masters, knowing they shall receive the greater condemnation. For if any man offend not in word, the same as a perfect man able also to bridle the whole body. Behold, we put bits in the horse's mouth that we might turn it about. Behold, the ship so oh, they'll be so great, driven of fierce winds. Uh, yet they turn it about with such a small hymn, wheresoever the governor listeth. Uh, but the tongue is a little member among our bodies. Uh, and it boasteth a great thing. Behold, how great a fire little matter kindleth. Uh, the tongue is a Fire. A world of iniquity sets on fire. The course of nature and is set on fire of hell. Uh, every beast, bird, and serpent and things in the sea have been tamed of man, but the tongue can no man tame. It is an unruly evil. Uh, but you read on out the rest of that chapter and you'll find there is a tame tongue. Amen. Amen. You say, Who is it? Jesus Christ. You say, what's a tame tongue do? It speaks when it's supposed to speak. It shuts up when it's supposed to shut up. That's what Jesus did. When He was supposed to say something, He said it! And when He wasn't supposed to say nothing, He was like a lamb. Quiet. Amen. Oh, I used to have a filthy mouth. But I'm glad... The Lord set me free from that. Amen. Used to have unholy desires for alcohol, cigarettes, liquor, things like that. But I'm glad God set me free from that. Amen. You say don't never, never want to smoke no more. Just want them out. Squirrel hunting, which is once in a great while, and the gnats started getting around my face. I used to could write up a cigarette and them gnats would leave. say, so you don't never want to drink no more? Man, I pastored this church 40 years. What do you think? <laughs> but I'm glad I'm freer yeah. and I've ever been in my life and one of these days, I'm going to get completely free. Amen. Oh, salvation it's so good to know the Lord. So good to be saved. So good to know where you're going when you die. So good to know your sins are forgiven, forgotten, under the blood. Amen. So good that you can tell your wife or your children when it comes time, I'll be waiting for you over there so good to be saved that you don't go to bed every night worrying about if you're going to wake up in hell. Oh, it's so good to be saved when the world's falling apart. You've got a peace way down in there Jesus gives you that the world don't know nothing about. It's so good to be saved to know that God loves you and know it. So good to be saved. God's providing. Whatever you need along the way, God's providing. Amen. Amen. Father, I sure do thank you this morning for putting this chapter in the Word of God. I sure do thank the Holy Ghost for opening it up and pointing this out and pointing that out. And Lord, I just, the only reason I feel like you led me to preach that message was to remind the saints of when they got out of their prison. But Lord, to let the sinners and the lost know if they'll rise up quickly and come to You, their chains will fall off. Lord, we need the Holy Spirit to do what Rick Prophet can't do. Lord, the church needs to make prayer without ceasing for those that are in prison to get out. Lord, there's some, and some, Lord, they got kids some grandkids, some friends. And we need to be willing to make prayer without ceasing for God to help them get out. Lord bless the service now, the invitation. Don't let this 45 minutes of preaching fall on deaf ears. And Lord, though in our church day we pretty much all got spiritual neuropathy, we can't feel like we need to. We're past it. Seem like God heal us. Talk about the saints. Heal us, Lord, where that we can hear God's voice speaking to us and sweet to us again. We can feel the move of God in a service like this and the pull of God and be willing to obey Him. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen.